A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Love the 80s? Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. Ah, next guest comes with all the mascara warnings. He won't just mend your moggy on the telly, he'll take your puppy love and raise it to a whole new level. His latest book, Kira and Me, a tale of two best friends and how they saved each other, is out now. So let's say, well met! To the super vet, Noel Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Yes. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. So we were Arnie'd once. You've been Arnie'd twice. I know. I know. I had this incredible uh, opportunity because I'm on tour some nights. So I actually booked the tour dates off, but I didn't tell anybody I'm not on tour. Right. So because it's difficult to get away from work, as you know. And I went to see Arnie twice because I wanted to. I wanted to hear how he does his thing. Yes. It was amazing. I, I, I haven't got over it. I was at the Palladium on Tuesday. I was at the Royal Albert Hall on Wednesday. And there were two totally different interviews, as was your interview with him. And what I was intrigued by was one single thing. How can somebody in a single sentence have done as much as he's done in his life got over the trials and tribulations, made loads of mistakes, had all of the issues that he fesses up to and looks in the mirror. But in the same sentence, say, well, I've, you know, that movie sold 578 million, but that's all because of you, meaning that he can be totally aggrandizement and modest in the same exact sentence. I've never heard it Humble, done. it's humble, humble, isn't it? And his humility and his, his ability to serve uh, both practically and in, in, in his voice, how he served the audience. I've never seen anything like yeah. it. And I was so lucky at the Royal Albert Hall because I bought the tickets straight away because I knew I was on tour. And I was in the second row. And I, so I'm just looking at one of my icons, just having a little chat about his pony and his miniature donkey and talking about life. And, oh, yeah, I messed up there. But I had a big goal. And this is how I got through. And what I was intrigued by was, how do you keep that kind of focus? The only thing I'm a little bit annoyed about is he puts... The tagline was, um, everything is impossible until someone does it. The tagline on the back of my tour T-shirt is, everything's impossible till it happens. I think he stole it. Well, yeah, but you stole it from Einstein. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, what goes around comes around. What goes around, rest is rust. Someone stole it from someone. <laughs> Right. What's that, Venshun, Denshun? Venshun, Denshun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you're going to do something, flipping do it. That's right. Yeah, the only thing's really interesting, talking about being single-minded, look, nobody that I know personally is more single-minded than you. Having said that, even you were learning from Arnie because he he takes it to a different level, doesn't he? You know, we know, don't we, that we... We've set goals, we've set intentions, we've set destinations. And we, we you know, we've had a great time via that. You know, again, life is a ride, it's a roller coaster, it's got its ups and its downs. Yeah. But thank God we get to have this ride in the first place. And if it's over tomorrow for me, I have left nothing on the pitch. And I think that's sort of one of the things you should do with your life. Um, and not dissimilarly for you. Now, you're more focused than I am but still nowhere near as focused as he is. What did you take from him? Not that you might have done, because that's useless, that you can still do now. Because I thought, honestly, no, since meeting him, I have com- rethought the next five years just from being, thinking, no, we can go again. Yeah, me too. And I, I was 55, I'm 55 and he's 76. Yeah. And I was sitting there li- listening, you know, and uh, what I learned most was make sure your vision is broad and big but super clear yeah i mean i can visualize exactly where i think i'm going to be in 10 years time Uh uh, which you know with the book i came here to talk about today i purposely i'll give you an example of thinking being thing and and where i want to go with that um and what i learned from him so you're my best friend in the whole wide world but i never told you about this book yeah 
because I was waiting for you to discover it yourself to see what you thought and then take that feedback. And I'm going to I'm a little bit scared because I'm about to hear it now. But this is the first book I've never told you about, right? In the entire friendship we've had, right? I, I didn't tell you a word about it. Um, but what I learned from him was he always knew I'm going to go to America. He always knew I'm going to be the biggest paid movie star in the world. He always knew I'm going to be on the front of the muscle magazine like Reg Park. He had these snippets, but then he brought it into crystal clear vision. And I have a, a very, very clear vision of what I want to do, which is to yeah, change the world by using the language that I've learned from animals to spread love in the world where love is needed, to spread hope in the world where hope is needed, to spread peace in the world where peace is needed. That's my goal. That's the central goal of my life. That's what I'm here to do. Everything else is gravy and every step has to lead towards that. And I listened to his, I'm listening to his book on audio and there's a brilliant example in his book. He gets offered £200,000 a year in 1974 to uh, advertise a chain of gyms and he doesn't take it. Now, 200 grand in 1974 is a lot of money, but it didn't serve his bigger picture. So the answer to your question is what I learned. If it does not serve your bigger picture, whether it's to build your family, whether it's to you know be a car mechanic, whatever it is, don't do it. Just do not do it. And I've been through that myself. You yeah. know I have. I've talked to you about it. I will not be bought or I, I cannot be sold if it doesn't serve the bigger picture. Yeah, so it's interesting because I agree with you entirely. Now, I listened to a podcast yesterday of the guy who created Pixar, a guy called Cat, and he's still very much involved. He worked with Steve Jobs because Steve Jobs bought Pixar when he was fired from Apple first yes. time around. He had 50 yes. million bucks. He spent it all on Pixar. Yes. Then they IPO Pixar. They IPO Pixar just before Toy Story 1 came out. They just put it all on black. They thought it was going to be so good. If we, if we try and um, – if we sell afterwards – uh, then there'll, there won't be enough upside for us. We'll sell before. Nobody's ever going to know and the shares are going to go crazy. We're going to miss it. Blah, 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 blah. Right. So he says, he says it's great to have a goal, but not, a, he's anti-mission statement, this guy, because he says mission statements are fine, but life is fluid. Life changes. So sometimes if you're too tied to that mission statement, you know, and you say, well, what we're trying to do here is the thing, th those 12 words that are written on the yeah. wall and some young kids come and go, well, well mate, why are you still trying to do yeah, that? Yeah. So it can go both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know and what I mean? I, I totally know what you mean. My two big goal setting exercises this year, my two big goals this year were to go and see Arnie and to go and see you two play the sphere. Right. <laughs> that, that was it. And I was on tour, so I could get the yeah. time off. And I never, you know, I, I can't literally can't get a day off. Yeah. So I literally flew out to Vegas and flew back. Yes. Right, and wearing all the merch, <laughs> right? But what the, and, and I'm goal setting in there. I'm thinking, well, no one's ever done a public talk in the sphere. And it, you know, and I'm not thinking about words. I'm thinking about where could this thing go? If yes, you're trying it. to spread love in the world. And I'm sure Bono or the boys were like, well, can, we've got a tiny stage. How are we going to fill this giant sphere? It was a gamble. Oh, big, putting everything on black. Or red, or whichever. I don't gamble, but whatever it is, that yeah. you put it all on. Same thing when they launched Pop Mart after Actung Baby. Yeah, it was a huge gamble, but it pay, it paid them off. And I was speaking to Joe, their their sound engineer, because I heard um, I heard them first in 1979, and I couldn't afford to get into the venue in my local town. And I heard them through the wall because I put my wall against the back and heard the sound coming out. And Joe told me a hilarious story. He just spent the last two years doing this holographic sound envelope for the Sphere, right? And then uh, he, he said, oh, I remember that gig in the Garden of Eden in Tullamore. And I'm like, Joe, that's 1979. <laughs> and he said, and I've just programmed these 167,000 speakers yeah. at the Sphere. Mm -hmm. And he said, that night I went into this small country hall in, in Ireland and I set up my sound desk. They'd never seen a sound desk. Yeah. And he put it in the middle of the floor and the bloke who owned the, the concert hall where U2 was putting on a, a gig came out and said, I'm sorry, now you can't put that organ right there. It's not an organ, it's a sound desk. And so mission statements, on the subject of mission statements, Joe always knew that U2 were going to go the, the distance. And he rang him and said, you have to do the sphere. Wasn't on their radar particularly, apparently. And they knocked it out of the park. So apropos your comment just now, uh, uh, me too. Those two things, the irony and the, the U2 thing, have totally changed my perspective. Isn't it interesting? It's really interesting because you get bogged down in the minutiae. You do. And you forget the broad picture. Yeah. Which is exactly what both both of those entities are saying. And we're a saying. long time dead. 
And this is, all, and we have X amount of years left, so let's bring it on. Yeah, let's bring, bring it, on. it I'm going to go again because of Arnie, because of you, because yes. of Vassos, because of the radio station, because of rock and roll. So, Arnie, right? Yep. At the Royal Albert Hall or U2 at the Sphere? I, I have to go with U2 at the yeah, Sphere. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, Arnie at the Sphere would be good. Yeah. <laughs> that could happen. Yeah, well, Darren Aronofsky has his film on in the nights that U2 don't play. And it's it's a whole new era, a whole new era. I, a I whole new ex- era. I ho- yeah, I, I, they're going to build one in Stratford, apparently. Uh, but I can see that uh, truly, talk about goal setting, I want to be there. Which one, Stratford or... Lost? I don't care. Either, you don't care. I don't care. I've I, told I, you before, I, if, I, I, if I did what you do for a living, I would be straight over to North America. I want to build a, a community of compassion in that sphere. And I want to change the world. And, and I literally can see it. I All mean, right. I know that sounds. Here we bizarre, go. This is a brand new go. book. The number, the number one. Sorry, again. The number one Sunday Times bestseller, Noel Fitzpatrick with Kira and Me. So it's a beautiful illustrated short story. I had no idea he was writing this book. He usually gives me the proofs of his books to have a read of. Sometimes he's handwritten notes of books to have a read of. Sometimes stuff that's never going to get published that he pretends is just so I read it to so to, to read. Shopping list. He sent me shopping list. He sent me um, uh, plans for operations on animals to read. But he, you didn't send me this. This book is fantastic. I'm going to say straight off the bat, straight out of the gate, rather, that it's very Charlie Maxey-esque. Um, and I make no apologies for saying that because who doesn't love a bit of Charlie Maxey? But this is not Charlie Maxey light. It's Charlie Maxey and Noah Fitzpatrick coming together as one. And what's wrong with standing on the shoulders of giants? Nothing whatsoever. But this book is so personal. It's so prosaic. It's beautiful. It's about, it's a real story. It is real, isn't it? It's not a work of fiction. We can pretend it it is, but it isn't. It's completely real. Um, And it's a conversation between Noel and Kira, who's no longer with us. Tell everybody who Kira is. Um, Will always be. Yeah, so before I do that, I gave Charlie a big hug. And I gave him the first copy of the book to say thanks for his inspiration in the world. And he's he should have a trademark over world's nicest man trademark. Uh, <laughs> he really should. He's, no, he he's really the world's is. nicest man. I agree. Um, so Kira was my best friend in the whole world. Uh, she was a border terrier uh, who uh, stayed with me through everything. And I had a, a lot of darkness in, in my soul when she came in. And the book starts off with darkness. But the whole point of the book is it's not about a dog. It's about a human. It's about any love you've ever had in your life. And the light and the hope and redemption that comes through that. There's a couple of little bits in the book that I really love because we had the most comical imaginary conversations. Uh, You know, we go out and about and she's wondering, well, does a frog think they're different to a squirrel? Does a pigeon think they're different to me? I'm imagining in my head because she's running, you know, after them all trying to climb trees like a pigeon. And I'm trying to explain, you're not a pigeon. And she's going, what's the difference? You know, and we all see differences between each other as human beings. And there's a little bit I write in the book, which is we don't we don't all need to be the same. Uh, as long as we have one thing in common uh, and she goes biscuits and I go no love and the whole point of the book really uh, fulcrums around one sentence which is uh, if fear can drive you rather than destroy you sometimes the thing you fear the most can make you least afraid and the story moves from her taking a little boy in me and allowing me to see the joy in a soggy tennis ball in the rain and everything that happens along the way, which, of course, ends with her heart stopping in my hand, which I don't suspect a lot of people their best, haven't felt the heart of their best friend literally stop in their fingers when I cut down on her chest. And at that moment, I mean, you've met my mum, Chris, and you know how much I love my mum. Most of this book was written on Christmas Day 2022 because Mammy had died and Kira had died. And I felt like Kira was speaking to me and 80% of this book just came out as a stream of consciousness. Yeah, you can tell. It's a stream of consciousness, wrote it down. 80% of that book came out like a song. And the very last words in the book are, and when night's pillow nuzzles back the day, the only light you get to keep is the love you gave away. And I wrote that when I was 13, when I was sitting in a shed in Ireland with the farm dog pirate getting bullied at school and having had the other stuff go on. 
So my hope for the book is that Kira's light lights the path for many thousands, if not millions of people that have judgment in their life, that don't feel so good about themselves, that feel inadequate like I do, you know, before you go into an operation, whatever, that have fear of failure. I mean, if I fail, it's life or death. But still, you get up because there is immense joy in every day that she brings to us and now she gets to share her light to, with us. It's super cool. No Fitzpatrick, Kira and me, the number one Sunday Times bestseller, um, having uh, more than a, a wonderful Chris, what, what hit you in jam. your chest when you read it? Because I, I'm interested. Because well, because it, it, it compounded. So... You know, I know you really well. I, I, I didn't know that it was an illustrated book. I actually put aside three hours to read it because I thought it was a book book. Um, and then I opened the first page. I thought, oh, right. Okay, this is interesting. By the way, the, the illustration is yeah, amazing. Laura, Laura, did, Laura McHenry did oh. a, a fabulous job. And thank you, Laura. Because the guy in the book looks a bit like you, but not yes. like you. So for, Could I think be anyone. the physiognomy is very you. She's got your posture, but not the face. And I think that's on purpose, isn't it? Because yes. clearly she could make it you if she yes. wanted to. Yeah. Um, and it just grew and grew and grew. And I, lo- I love the because it's a it's a two way conversation. It's between between Noel and Kira, and then Kira passes in the middle. And the sort of the most vibrant image is in the middle. It is the car. It is the lights in the middle of the night. And then after that, the book completely changes. And as opposed to being a two-hander, it's, it's basically poetry from your heart. And that's that's the bit I love. I mean, you have to have the first half to get to the second half. Of course you do. Uh, but I just thought, I thought it really hit me in the face from the car crash onwards. And then it just, it just gets deeper and more profound. And and then I want to, I'm quite interested in, in asking you, Vassas, which bit did you begin to blub at? In the where? In Pret. Impressive. Just, just down there <laughs> on Tooley Street. So, so yeah. Vasos, I, I, I'm very interested because I love you and I, w- I want to know what affected you because what I want people to get is joy. It's not a book about grief. Mm. It's a book about rejoicing. Oh, no, in, absolutely. It's a book yeah. about, it's overwhelmingly about love. Yeah, but Vasos. I saw you a few, a few months after Kira had passed and you were still kind of in Broken. the depths of your grief. And, you know... We grieve because we love, you know, and I what made me cry was the clear depth of your love for Kira and knowing you as I do and having seen you in the depths of your grief. Then I cried for you. I cried for everybody. I cried. I cried for me because we have a 13 and a half year old Labrador who, you know, that's a long time after Labradors usually live, you know, and I cried for future me because much as I like to think that she's the first, the world's first, um, um, octogenarian Labrador. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think she might outlive me in my head. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she will. And, you know, so I, I just, I, I like, and I cried for, it was like happy tears and sad tears, you know, sad well, for your grief, but happy for the, for the love. That, They're the best tears. That, well, that's what we I give our pets. I read nine pages of this in, in my tour and you could hear a pin drop when, when I read it. Uh, by the way, I did put on the, this tour for you, and you still haven't come. Uh, but uh, the uh, that's that's an open I didn't invitation. Ask you to put it on for me. <laughs> it's, like saying, it's like saying I've made you beans on toast. Uh, I don't want beans on toast. I've just had fish and chips. When <laughs> when I read a little bit of this, it's quite extraordinary because it's not about just the love of a dog. It's about love generally, and the number of people that come up to me afterwards from twelve to eighty and say, oh, my husband died, or my, or my sister is ill, and thank you. So Kira's Light is doing that, and that's fantastic. Thank you. Love it. Okay, the book Kira and Me is out now. It's a book like he's never written before. It's a book like no other. Beyond Supervet continues tonight in Tunbridge Wells. Tickets at nofitzpatricklive.com. And also, over the weekend, it visits Richmond. Yes, it yeah. does. Are you going to come on Sunday night? You have a ticket, Vassos. <laughs> you know, I'm not, he said earlier he might come. I'll come if Chris comes. And and Chris Chris may not want to stay over at your house on Sunday night. But you I are, don't believe he lives you, there. But anyway, you, it's another you, you story. Could, you could stay you stay in my little flat, but you don't want to do that either. Um, but you should come because it, it, it goes everywhere between me trying to play guitar badly into me creating a situation where we spread love in the world. And I know we're moving up to the news now, so i got to finish. Um, but when I go on tour, I, I want to make people laugh. I want to make people experience what, it, what it's like to be in a loving relationship 
which is unconditional and then translate that out into the world. And I think we do achieve that in whichever theatre we're in. So we're going from Richmond to Scunthorpe to Warrington. Where you come from, Chris? The Power Hall. Yeah, we're going to the Power Hall, oh, near where you grew up. Where the Rolling Stones played. That's right. Lots yeah. of heritage. And then Blackpool, where lots of people played. Yeah. Uh, Noel FitzpatrickLive.com if you want a bit of Noel live on stage in front of you this weekend and then up to Christmas and beyond. Supervet continues uh, tonight um, in Tunbridge Wells. And Kira and me is now... No, great to see you again. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. And thanks very much for, for looking at the book. I thanks. hope she brings joy and light to everybody in the world like she brought to me. Amazing. And thanks for the Arnie juice and the U2 juice. You're very, very welcome, You're my the best. friends. You're very welcome. No Fitzpatrick on the way, the hairy biker. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. It won't be like this forever, so just enjoy it while it's here. It's a really wonderful thing. And James Bay. It's about me. It's about my relationship with Lucy. It sums up so much of what went into writing this whole album. We're all works in progress. I still don't necessarily know who I am. And Depeche Mode's Dave Gahan remembering the late, great Andy Fletcher. I'll be honest with you, the first thought that came in my head was, I wish I'd been a bit kinder. Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash UK. The hairy bikers are in the house. Vassas, give them the big intro, please. If you find something hairy in your food, you normally send it straight back. Well, not today. Their latest book, Ultimate Comfort Food, is out now. So please welcome a pair of hairies with food perfect for sharies, because we all Laika, a hairy biker. It's Cy King and Dave Meyer. Welcome, welcome. How are you both? Yeah, good. Well, very good. Thank yeah, you, Chris. come on, Cy and Dave, the hairy bikers. Look at this book, The Ultimate Comfort Food. Thank All you. right, so this is going to be celebrated generally in bookshelves and hopefully in people's kitchens, but also on the telly. Uh, Dave, you have. The Harry Biker's best Christmas ever? I think that's what it's going to be called, yeah. Yeah, because it was a Christmas, so I thought I would be dead, so I didn't think I'd be there for. So, I'm going so to it literally bo- is going to be the best Christmas oh, ever? Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've filmed the food, and um, yeah, it's been a good time, haven't we, mate? And then we've, we've got, like, a nice banquet to do yeah. for people who we care about. And, um, yeah, it's shaping up quite nicely. It's been a good year, and we've filmed a series for next year, so... Yeah, doing a good time, Chris. Okay, and you're going to say thank you to people who've helped Dave out by yeah. inviting them to a Harry yeah. Biker's best Christmas ever dinner. Uh, yeah, best Christmas ever, massive banquet, all the things that you you love, all of those comfort foodie bits that you love around the Chris around the Christmas table. Little bit of crack on, few drinks, and just and we're just going to film it. It's as simple as that. Yeah, really. it's not a bad way of earning a living, Chris. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Second only to playing rock and roll music and actually getting free food made by uh, recipes from your wonderful book. So, Dave. <laughs> People may or may not know yeah. what you just said wasn't was a joke and also not a joke uh, because you didn't think you were going to be here at one time. Did no, you? no, I was diagnosed with well cancer well, about eighteen months ago now, right. and it's a long journey. And I'm still on it, but I'm doing all right. I'm I'm back with my best mate on the motorbikes. We've we've managed to keep cooking, eating, and food. So life's pretty sweet, Chris. Yeah, and, and getting the book out and and this week's been good fun. I like coming here to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't take stuff for granted now. We're having such a good time. Yeah, Sai, so, so what has been has it been like for you for the past eighteen months being Dave's busy partner in crime? Well, look, it's been a difficult time for 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 Dave and his family, and 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 really everybody that loves him and cares about him. So it, it's it's uh, yeah, it's been a a difficult process for everybody. But he's just t- there's something about uh, Dave Myers that's as hard as nails, <laughs> and it's 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 he has this steel core that it's called survival instinct. <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called better than the alternative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! Was it Ken Dodd said? If you wake up in the morning, your elbows don't touch wood. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good yeah. day. Well, good for you. Uh, 
we'll talk about the book first, then we'll talk about the TV show, and then we'll talk about um, next year and what's going on there. So these are, and you can tell because you can, I can almost smell them off the page. Good. These are recipes from childhood days, formative years, yeah. Yeah. proper proper food. This is isn't it, it. It is. It, it's a it's a celebration of that comfort and that cuddle on a plate, you know. But but the great thing about the UK and and it and you can't say this about many many countries is that you can eat your way around the world and it's of a real standard. So it's also a celebration of mm. other cultures' comfort food as well that we've uh, that's been brought to us by our, whether it be our travels or or friends that we have and and moms and dads that's going oh you've got to include that you've got to include this because it's from where I come from you know where my where my roots are and it's it's great it's a, it was a lovely book to put together really there's was. a bit of fusion and it gets a bit yeah, fancy is. in places as well I like it yeah there's a duck comfy shepherd's yeah, pie that's the one I was talking yeah, about no, <laughs> but it's easy boom that's a bit fancy like, everybody loves a shepherd's pie or a cottage pie including myself but this one's just it's a French recipe originally but we've kind of made it comfy you know, and it, it, comfy and, it and comfy. Yeah, yeah, comfy, comfy. Yeah. Uh, the comfy, comfy pie. What is comfy? I always get confused. It's it's like where you cook it, the, the say the duck or something in oil or fat, yeah. and you cook it very very slowly. Yeah, it gets very very tender. Yeah, that's why like with duck when you cook duck, the breast really is nice pink. Yeah, and, it, and if you you know, but but the legs are best comfy, cooked slow and till yeah. they're falling apart. And that's what a lot of us make the mistake, don't we, of having to, thinking we have to do the bird all at once. Yeah. And it's like a T-bone steak, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Is it? Have I imagined this? Can you get a T-bone pan that has different thicknesses in it to get the steak to do? <laughs> I don't know, but if you can, <laughs> if you can't, you, you can make, now. That's yeah. brilliant. Let's do it. Sheer brilliant. This time yeah. next year, Simon Dave. That's this it. That's T-bone pan. We tried to have a breakfast pan out once, didn't we? Did you honestly? Which had different yeah. compartments, like for your beans. Sausage. I love it. Yeah, no, it didn't work. What, didn't what else have you done that didn't work but seemed like a good idea at the time? And it's funny to talk about now that the pain is over. Oh, recipe-wise, we did a duck tagine with orange dumplings. So duck and orange. It's like a Moroccan-French fusion. <laughs> Something spectacular happened right. to the dumplings. Right. They went like squash balls. And I kid you not, and I throw them like, we had two frying pans on the table, and we did play ping-pong with the dumplings. They, right. They, they were remarkable. The other mad thing that we did, which is, I mean, how we actually arrived at this conclusion, and it would be a good idea, we're out in the, we're, we're out in the Irish Sea. Right, yes. Right. And we uh, and we had a catamaran at the time. Catamaran. A catamaran. <laughs> catamaran. And then and then we thought it was a great idea to cook uh, to uh, to cook uh, a spiced crab souffles on the deck of said vessel. Right. In a storm, on a charcoal. My oven. tummy's already going. Just so you know. It was. Oh. It, honestly, got, on, they, they were like beer mats. Because every time that the, the catamaran hit the waves, the souffle sank. <laughs> and you turn to the camera. I couldn't look because I, I was really proud of this. And I said, "Can you just have a look?" He went, "Oh, the fine Dave with his endless Geordie optimism." And I'm like, "Are you sure, Kingy? Yeah." And he brought it out. You know, he's covered in oil. He'd been fixing the engine. This crab beer mat. And we had to turn and say, "This I'm is going. lovely." I'm actually chundering here. <laughs> I'm Honestly, going. Was, and we had the audacity to say, "Properly queasy." Yeah. We had the audacity. Dave and I looked at each other and went, "Ah, oh, they'll never sure this." Absolutely all the way. Of course they did. But in the book, the souffles were sky oh, high, Chris. Yeah. Oh. Don't open the oven. That's one thing, isn't it? Yeah, don't open well, the oven. Well, no, apparently. Other times you shouldn't open the oven. Um, Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding. That's the one, isn't it? That is that the big one? That's a big one. Yeah. Don't open the oven. All right. What about this? I said uh, fancy is the is the shepherd's pie comfy. Um, uh, fusion. What about risotto carbonara? Oh, that that yeah. Because yeah, normally, normally have trouble with carbonara, that. don't you? Yeah, they will. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. Well, you know, everybody loves uh, spaghetti carbonara oh, if you I eat love meat. A risotto is a real cuddle on your stomach. It's yep. very comfortable. So we created this Frankenstein Italian fusion food. Um, so it's not. I'm, we're hitting the same mark here. I'm thinking exactly the same as you. But it's lovely. Reading the book. It's lovely. I mean, we've been disowned by all of all of Italy, of yep. course. But it's really tasty, isn't it? Yes, well, yeah, it's, it's good. Epic. And it's quick as well. Um, what about breakfast poutine? I don't know what that means, I've got to be honest. What does it, that mean? Well, it's, it's chips, isn't it? Busy. Yeah, well, Canadians... <laughs> of, can it, 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 <laughs> no, poutine is like one of the, the, the national dishes of Canada. Yeah. You know, you go into a bar and, you, you know, your sports bar and you have your poutine. It's basically like gravy on cheesy chips. 
So, but but then it's come beyond that with bacon bits and everything. So we thought like you do like a full English poutine. Oh, I think it's which we, which which we have. Yeah, uh, but also pro- fried. There are fried eggs on top. I, I, you know, I know it's only a fried egg, but a fried egg done well. Oh, it's the best thing in the yeah, world. Cause yeah, because if Marco Pierre White, do you know about this? Yeah. So Marco yeah. Pierre White, if somebody wanted to come work in his kitchen, he would only he wouldn't interview them. Probably wouldn't look at them usually. Normally. And he'd just say, "Fry me an egg," because if you can fry an egg well. Then you get a job in Marco Pierre White's kitchen because it's so easy to mess a fried egg. It is. Egg oh, it is. Are you a frilly fried egg or a non frilly fried I'm egg? I'm a frilly fried egg. You're like I'm a, frilly. a very, very hot pan frilly fried egg. Fr- kind yeah, of with crusty bottom. Yeah, unbe- oh, yeah crunchy, yes. crusty oh, bottom. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I got to say, aubergine, you're clearly not. No, no, I like mine done like in a ring, you know, and so it's just perfect. <laughs> Greasy no spoons. Yeah, but you don't eat the you don't eat the white. You only eat the yolk. Yeah, I know. Well, I've, I've never liked egg white since I was a kid. I'm all right in scrambled. Yeah, but no, no. Okay. What about aubergine parmigiana here? Now, in this picture here, you are focused, Sai. Oh, and yeah. by the way, can I just say, when you were looking tenderly and you're in the moment like that, oh. you this, I think he has a look of Andrea Botticelli about him. Mm. You're handsome when you're looking down. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, or, or, or from behind. <laughs> no, seriously, you're happy, you're content, you're in the yeah. moment there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was, uh, you know, that was our take on. Uh, on a Parmigiano, and yeah. it's, it's in a one because. By the way, your duck comfy shepherd's pie, not only is it fancy because of the duck comfy, it's got fancy potatoes as well. Uh, yeah, they're, they're all yeah. sliced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Uh, rock buns. Now, we've had a go at the rock buns. Right. Now, you 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 don't seem very happy with Showbiz John's effort with the rock buns no, initially. Sure. What's well, wrong? What's he done wrong? Uh, well, he, he, the flour's too old. Which is why, too old. Which is why they haven't risen. And did he put baking powder in, as the recipe suggested? He did put baking he did, powder he in. He did. He did. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. I think he got it. I have. I have the inside track on this, Chris. And I think he got it from his mum's uh, cupboard. And uh, and he said that his mum's. You know, it could have been there since World War Two. The flour. I, I, <laughs> really I tasty. I thought they. I thought. I think they look great, and I think they taste great. Mm. What do you reckon? They don't yeah. look great, but they taste nice. Mm. Yeah, right. lovely. Okay. And now I know we eat with our eyes initially, but in the end, obviously we eat with our oh, eyes. Oh yeah, there's that little spicing there as well. Cherries, cool. it's good. Yeah, they, these are nice. I think. Yeah, <laughs> these are nice. Look, anything said in a high pitched voice positively is in fact negative. No, no, no. It's not that they don't taste nice. They don't look great. Um, and I'm thinking about how old the flour might have been. I oh, once, yeah. in my mother-in-law's house, when she moved house, I found a, a ketchup that had gone out of date in the 90s mm-hmm. um, which I thought was quite that was quite strong does it ever go out of date ketchup nah. this one did did it actually go out in of date in the 90s well, no yeah, no, no it didn't according to the label but yeah. did it though I didn't test I didn't test it because oh, it was like 20 years beyond its sell by date see if you'd have said to me if you'd have said well he, he may he may have used his mum's out of date flour but let me tell you they're gorgeous they are like gorgeous that. No, they like are that. gorgeous but you went no, they're, but they're very nice they are nice. No, see, I'm not having it. <laughs> yeah, he's not. A, I'm not. No, I'm not having it. No, I'm not having it. Okay. Felix, whose birthday is on Sunday. Happy birthday, Happy Felix. birthday. He has gone for these ones. Okay, what are these ones? They're a chocolate fudge cookie. A chocolate fudge In the book. In the book. Yeah. So we've got comfort food, um, both main courses, we've got mm. starters, we've got desserts, and we've got some baking going on. Yeah. As you can see. yeah. And there's some odd recipes from around the world as well. Um, you know, recipes that people have brought to us, uh, the ideas that are very comforting. You know, there's one, um, I was in hospital recently and, and there's a, a Filipino nurse, Gia, and she brought pancit, which is one of the national dishes of the Philippines in, mm. just to tempt my palate. And these noodles are fantastic, Chris, but they're so comforting. But these are nice, aren't they? These chocolate, he's done well. Cookies. Yeah, he's done very well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Different gravy. Sorry, John, mate. Yeah, these could are, be a these bit are nice. So they yeah, could be a bit thicker. They're, it's almost like they've been rolled out with a rolling pin. Yeah, yeah. A bit, a bit pizza basey from a, a contextual, or sorry, text, texture point of view. But the flavour, it's off the chain. Epic, isn't it? As it should be, yeah. yeah. We tested these. Beautiful. Well, we test all our recipes. So. Yeah. Wow. But, but John's mail's off. Mm. You, happy, you happy with that one? <laughs> Very happy. Yeah, okay. happy with that one. If you were to pick, if you were to pick a, one thing out of your book, okay, here we go, Harry Bikers. The Ultimate Comfort Food Book. One dish, right, Dave, and one dish, Si, for a world title fight. You're, you've got the red corner, Si. You've got the blue corner, Dave. What are you going to go for, Si? Oh, 
I'd, I'd go for the duck comfy. The duck comfy. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a proper proper hitter. Fair, he may have stolen that from you. Um, what are you going to say, Dave? The spiced crab omelette. Oh yeah, that's no! awesome. That was inspired by a little old lady in Bangkok. Oh yes, she who was, was really? cooking them in the street with welding uh, glasses. Kind of... Is she in the new show? No, she's been in an old show. Funnily enough, Antifi. I love crab. I yeah, but in an omelette with, with with the egg, it goes together really, really nicely. Just a bit of spice and a bit of a foo young thing going on. Yeah, we Lovely. had, had um, omelettes on Wednesday, and um, we had some mash, some bub and squeak basically left over, yeah. and nice. so we had that going on as well. So what we do is we do. There's that book called French Kids Don't Throw Food about yes. parenting. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the best tip we've ever had, one of the best tips we've ever had as parents is. Don't load your kids' plates up with food. Ooh. Put all the sharing plates in the middle, empty plates for the kids, and straight away they've got agency over their own portions. They're playing, it's interactive because it's can have some of this, can have some of that, can you pass me that? So it's there's stuff going on. And so, it's great for socialization mm, as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, around a table. It's yeah, they've just, we've just we've just managed to sort of um tear them away from the telly. And if it was if the food was already there, it'd be a race against time to get back to the telly. But this is a distraction that's big enough, it's they forget what they were doing before and they're totally now uh, into sitting with each other having some food and conversing yes that, and uh, without screens 100 percent, 100 percent. now there's a reason i was telling you that what was the reason i was telling you that i can't remember omelets yes omelets so also uh, we uh, so we had bubbler squeak going on on wednesday yeah and we had omelets going on and i have for the first time honestly i had i put i put some mash in my omelet yeah. i had a mash yeah. omelet it was absolutely yeah. good well, it's a bit of a frittata, then it's a frittata, it's a frittata. isn't it? Yeah. Get it towards Spanish on yeah, it as well. Yeah. It's all, all that Perfect. going on. Last night we had Brussels sprouts for the first time this side of Christmas. Oh, did you? Mm. Without the frost? Without yeah. the first frost? Yeah, without, really? just because Tasha bought them. I'd, maybe she bought them by mistake. So I did them four or five minutes in the microwave with a bit of butter, and then I fried them with some olives and some garlic, bit of lemon, boom. Everybody loves them. Nice, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. It's right a much maligned yeah, yeah. veg sprout, isn't it? The Brussels sprout. I think as you get older, though, you know, from a cruciferous point of view, they, <laughs> they do say, don't they? You know, if there was a pill <laughs> that would help you live longer, help you be more cognizant, reduce your blood pressure, do all this stuff, people would literally be queuing around the block to buy it. Well, there is, and it's called a Brussels, Brussels sprout. sprout. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's very Isn't true. Isn't that mad? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very true. Morning, Chris and the team. Can you please thank the Hairy Bikers for the beef Yorkshire pudding wrap recipe? It's oh, yes. wonderful. <laughs> Says Janet from Bedfordshire. Please speak to that for a second. Oh, the, the Yorkshire pudding wrap. We did that in a shopping centre in Tulsa. We, we bought a, <laughs> a, a British classic, and we made the Yorkshire puddings. They were quite flattened. And then we just did the... What's called the, the, the Mother Road? The Mother Road the Mother Food Road's Market. Food Market. Ah, the Mother Road. The Mother Road. The mother and we actually road. started dishing them out in the shopping centre in Tulsa. Lots of gravy, <laughs> lots of beef in there, and rolled up. And it was so funny watching the Americans' faces. They hadn't tasted such wonder for years. It was I... hilarious. What is this, man? And I go, well, it's like Yorkshire... It, it, it's just have a bite. Wow, this is amazing. How are they with your accent? Because I remember when Cheryl Cole was on US, um, America's Got Talent, they had to they had to subtitle her, do you remember? Yeah. And I'm not being rude, this is a fact. Because yeah. some, some of our accents, they, they think we're Australian, don't they? Mm. A lot of yeah. Americans think we're Australian. Yep. Yeah. We're not, yeah. Australians are Australian. Yes, but it's okay. It's not, it's not a fight you need to have. But uh, how, how were they with your accents? All right, actually, they, we just spoke very slowly. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but we were no, making a programme for the English market, so we didn't care much. We didn't care. It's nah. Funny, uh, because there's the um, the deadliest catch. There's that mm, programme, isn't there? Great. Uh, you know, and they, these are Scottish-speaking uh, fisher people, and we have subtitles, don't we, even for that? Because <laughs> sometimes, cause that is ex- an extraordinary accent, isn't it? Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's a good show, then. Um, so let's talk about, you know, the hairy bikers, the biking aspect. How, where is the bikes now? How's the collection going? Who has the most? Are you buying? Are you selling? What's going on? Well, I, I, uh, I, I, I've just bought a motor goodsy. Nice. Um, other, other makes are available. Strong, strong. Um, and uh, yeah, so new or new retro old? No, recreation? no. I, I bought a new. I bought a new one. I, I was into custom motorcycles for a very long time, but after about 150 miles, I needed an osteopath. So yeah. I, I kind of I flogged them <laughs> and bought and bought a motor Gutsy, uh, which was uh, and 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 bearing in mind that and we had a collection over the years, haven't we? We've had so yeah, many. Th- this time we've only got one bum. Yeah. So I was thinking, well. 
I just have one bike. Yeah, no, it does. That, but now I'm now I'm starting to get the itch, and I can't so keep building sheds, man. It? But you came with me, didn't you, to have a look at mine, yeah. bike? So I I kind of just I sold my bikes when I got sick. Just is one. I moved house, so it was one last thing for my wife to worry about moving. Right. I'd like all the Verde Jotas, Moto Guzzi's, quite a collection. Would he sell yeah, them to us? Would he never? What's that? Nah. Wouldn't sell them to us? No, well, you didn't come up with the cash quick enough, <laughs> you know, but there was a man in the Cotswolds who bang on the table. So anyway, I was bikeless. But, um, I had to, I had problems with my balance. So There's went, a great post-show chat coming yeah. up, isn't there? <laughs> well, I went and I bought myself uh, just a very simple Royal Enfield Bullet Trials bike to get back into biking. Right. It's light, simple, and being a single, it goes bang at every lamppost. And I, I, I went to the to the dealers. I was waiting for it to just have a few bits done. And, of course, my bike was cheap and cheerful. You came out with your motor Guzzi. Yeah, it was hilarious. So, it, was, it was one of those things. I don't, I said, don't, don't let me buy anything, dude. And he was like, no, no. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. If you could have one motorbike, what's the Ferrari GTO? Of motorbikes, what is it? Oh, Vincent Black Shadow. Yeah, is it? Is that yeah. like really famous? Oh or yeah, Bruff Superior. Or something yeah, like that. yeah, something like that. Which yeah, one was um, Launch of Arabia's? What Bruff Superior. Superior? Right. We've ridden his we, George Bruff, the man who built them. We actually were lucky enough to ride his Bruff Superior that he used to lend T.E. Lawrence's when Lawrence's was in for repair. And no way. Well, these were delivered amazing. to us on the North Circular. Shut up. So we took those the bike out. It was two of them, on the Kingy? Yeah, there was. Oh, we took them out on the North Circular just thinking, this is Mad. nuts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the amount of what these, the history, forget the financial thing in these right. bikes, what a privilege. And they rode really well. What is well. that, half a million pounds, something like oh, that? Oh, easily. Yeah, Maybe easily. more. Maybe yeah. more looking more. it up, yeah. More. Yeah. More. <laughs> North yeah. of yeah. half a mil. Yeah, yeah definitely. They, they, I had the number plate from the movie, you know, on the front mug yeah. card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the number plate from the movie framed that somebody gave to me. What gave to you? Yeah. Who directed Lawrence? No, who? Yeah, who directed Lawrence? David Lean. David, no, David Lean. Lean. Yeah, yeah. I think it, who wrote Is the it? screenplay? Oh, um, who produced my, um, it? So who, whoever produced it, his son gave me the number plate, the wow. actual number plate. Was he trying to curry favour? What? Yeah, no, what? I th- maybe, maybe he just he thought I was into motorbikes. And I didn't a... have the heart to tell him. I haven't. I've never been into motorbikes. No, I'd like I'm... to be into motorbikes. Yeah? Yeah. I've had one or two, but. I've never been into them. I just took it off him and put it wow. put it in the garage. Wait, and he was bent, you know, from the crash, yeah? from the you, scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've still got it. No, I gave it to a motor museum, oh. a motorbike museum. Oh, that's fair. Because I thought it was wrong that I had it. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. I think I did that. <laughs> I you might find it in the garage. I don't know. Can you have a look? And if so, can I have it? Absolutely. Thank 100%. you. 100%. Make, to make sh- up for I'm the... I'm a shameless Geordie, so it's fine. The non-forthcoming sale of this... Yeah. Amazing collection. No, no, I wanted a quick sale. How many bikes did you sell? Uh, three. 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 Uh, to one guy? Yeah, yeah, job Just lot. not Cy? Well, no, you... you, 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 you <laughs> did I ask you? You were like... No, that's all right. I've got a buy. I was like, I'll have I've the Geordie. I've done a package deal. But you're back on the horse now, saddle-wise. Yeah, I am, yeah. And we've been filming a new series for next year called Harry Bikers Go West. And um, we want some BSAs for that. Go West where? Life is peaceful there. Go uh, West. Yeah, go West in the UK. There. So we did, you know, it's yeah. like part of this, the, 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 we did go north, then we thought we'd go west. Right. So From Butte down to Devon. By the way, can I just say I'm loving these cookies? Yeah, they're mm, yeah. Absolutely loving them. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Christopher. I'd love a hello from Cy and Dave. Hello. Hello. Says Julian Somerset. <laughs> I consider myself an okay cook, but I did train as a chef back in the 70s. Their book's the best, and their curry book is second to none. I have seven of them. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, is that seven of the same book? I'm not entirely sure, because we should let her know that all the same recipes, if you buy one curry book, it's the same in the, the rest. Well, so I hope a... she's got six six other books from us. It wasn't uh, is it true volumes. you've written 27 books? 30. 30. 30 books? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is pretty incredible. We're just it? trying to work out, because Delia Smith had, uh, bought Norwich after, like, 15 books, yeah. and, and uh, <laughs> we, 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 we haven't bought anything. We, we got drunk with Delia Smith one night, yeah, it was great. and she was said great. to us, you know, she'd done 30 cookbooks. <laughs> Good man. And we, we thought, and we said, and we'd done about five, and we thought, hey, if we ever did 30 cookbooks, we'd be on an island in Barbados. It's never happened, Chris. Well, no, it depends no. how many of those books you sell. I mean, you're doing, you've no complaints, you're doing all right. 
But then there was that book, Dealey, do you remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody... Epic. Do you know how many copies of Dealey she sells? Is it called How to Cook? No, no, no. it's no. just no. Dealey. It's just Is called it just Dealey. Dealey. Yeah. She's yeah, on a red coffee. dress. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's a dark cover. It's a red oh. dress. It's thicker than any Bible you'll ever see. Guess how many copies she sold in the UK? A million. 18 million. 18 million, yeah. Well, that's like one in every four of us. 18 has million yeah. copies. But you never get a Duff Delia. No. All the recipes work. <laughs> <laughs> we used to carry a picture of Delia with us on our trips. We were in the Sahara Desert. And we had a picture of Delia <laughs> in, a water, in a crystal photo frame. We used to put it up on a sand dune for inspiration. <laughs> and with grace and respect, that's how we, we got chatting to her. Because we were genuine fans, yeah. you know. And I think one of our first newspaper headlines was, us. I casually said off the cuff to Kingy, I had this weird dream last night, mate, where Delia Smith came to me naked with a big bowl of her garlic mash and one of the papers printed this and it was it was all very innocent. It was all about the garlic mash. Was it? Delia thought it was really no. funny. This was not all about I the garlic mash. I think we're going mash. to need a bigger bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all remember naked long after you remember garlic mash. I don't know, yes. to be honest, I love garlic mash. I, I, might, be with, I might be the only person... <laughs> To back oh, Dave yeah. up on this one. Well, Delia's garlic mash is very, very good. Oh, well, it's very there's the special. Dalai Lama and there's the Delia Lama. Mm. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. Depending on what you need. Yeah. Uh, she is amazing, Delia Smith. She is she? absolutely yeah, amazing. So Love her to death. I don't know if you remember this, but you know that this that Cy used to work on Harry Potter? Yeah. As a location manager. I didn't know that. And Dave was hair and makeup in. Mm-hmm. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People forget about this. It's been a while. Let's just re- revisit that yeah. just briefly. Go on. Well, I was I was I was part of a very talented. Uh, I did the first two films. Um, uh, I mean, you uh, could have played Hagrid. Well, I could have, but I never I never got asked. So oh, I, just, no. I just had to park cars up and find locations. So, um, yeah, no, it was a it was a, a, an amazing experience, an amazing experience. And what, what was your, what was the pinnacle of your hair and makeup uh, era? Oh, I think uh, I used to do some films, a lot of. Straight to videos, to be honest. And um, I, I was Roger Moore once. I, I'd, uh, I'd been out with my mates and um, we were all having a line on a Sunday and going out fishing. And the phone went. And mate said, it's Roger Moore on the phone. And I went, what? I said, give over. And it was because you had been filming with him. And he said to me, when are you arriving in Luxembourg? I went, oh, hello. And I said, I'm having on Wednesday. He said, can you cut hair? Yes, yes, I'm very good, Roger. And And he said... <laughs> Okay, well, I won't get my hair cut then. I'll wait for you to turn up. I said, and if you're bad, I'll break your scissors. And <laughs> I, I, I went out there to film with him. And he, he was just like, apart from, I, I was a fan. Yeah. He was so gentle, wonderful, funny. He used to come in with a joke of the day into the makeup trailer. I think so the times with Roger Moore then, uh, it was just magical, really. Legend. And by the way, he knew what he was talking about because to threaten to break um, a hairdresser's scissors is a big deal because they're not inexpensive, are they, scissors? Oh, mine were cheap. I, I was losing them all the time. But Chris. you can, like, pay £1,000 for a pair of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can. Well, 100 quid was mine tops in the day, but I used to do do a lot of... Haircutting. Yeah. That's why my pastry work's cut. Great moustache action going on today. Oh, you should see my mother's, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) What have you done? Oh, I was years ago. I was in pantomime, and I was barred up. So right. I thought I'd cultivate it a bit. So my wife quite likes it. Yeah, yeah. So I get this Bavarian moustache wax, by, and um, it's called snot. No, it's not. <laughs> it's by Doctor Dittmar. I get it on internet, and um, honestly, you comb it through, perk it up, and that's it for the day. Even on the motorbike, it never shifts, but it washes out every morning with a touch of shampoo. If you have you ever made sigh up? Have you ever? Yes. I dyed your beard once when it started to go white. Do you remember? Oh, God, It, yes. it, it went a really ethereal colour. Yeah? Like nicotine. You know, it wasn't good. No, it wasn't great. No. No, no. He's never done it again. Wow. Did it make you up, though, when we did the pantomime dame thing? Yes, that was good, that. Yeah, I quite you fancied like Pat Butcher. I looked like... Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did look like Pat Butcher. I did. Frank! It was remarkable. Yeah. Frank! How many times did you panto you two together? <laughs> Oh, this was just part of the. This uh, was just part of the show. We didn't know. I, I, oh, you so you haven't panto panto? No, oh, I no. have. Dave has. He wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. No, I we got offered some good money as well, but he wouldn't do you it. You could have bought those bikes. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Life's too short. There's not enough money in the no, world. No, there's not enough really? money in the world you for sure? me. To, absolutely positive. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, we're done for time. I think we got loads oh. more text. Um, the book's great. I can't wait for the TV show. So the be- the Harry Biker's best Christmas ever, 
BBC Two, I'm presuming. BBC Two, yes, yep. absolutely. Any absolutely. idea when-ish? Uh, probably November, uh, December. Somebody yeah. said week commencing the 17th. 17th, yeah. We're not sure. It's funny, isn't it? Because Hannah Waddingham, you know, the great Hannah Waddingham mm-hmm. from Ted Lasso. Mm. So she has a Christmas special for Apple TV+. And because Apple TV+, Plus do telly the way Super Telly's done now, mm-hmm. her Christmas special is coming out like next week in November, just so it's there, Gosh. so you can watch it whenever you want. Yeah. And I just think, you know, the terrestrial channel should put stuff out earlier now because nobody's should. waiting for stuff anymore because that's not how people watch telly anymore. And, well, they don't, know, and I think that, that, you know, they need to need to catch up a little, really. Um, yeah, yeah, but we haven't got true. ourselves together enough to shoot the end of no, the programme yet. I'm so. saying, but the 17th is yeah. better than 23rd because you know 23rd, 24th, nice idea if but, everybody's still in and watching telly. Yeah, and they're right. not because they're wrapping presents and panicking about the stuff that they've forgotten. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, I told that's a story earlier on today about a, a clown that panicked. Yeah, <laughs> a, cl- a, clown, a clown, a clown that panicked, and it ru- this guy ruined the show. And he was like this super clown, worked for Cirque du Soleil. How good have you got to be mm, to be wow. the head clown for Cirque du Soleil? And he messed this show up uh, one night. And the guy who created Cirque du Soleil, he was drawn over the calls by the um, by the guy who owned the casino in Las Vegas. He said, "What happened tonight?" He said, "My head clown panicked." <laughs> he said, "What?" He said, "I don't know. He's never done it before. Thirty years." He said he, the clown panicked. A panicking clown a is panicking. not a good thing to it's have in your head. It's not a good thing. Because you don't know whether he's still clowning or he's not clowning. Or... Well, how would you know? How, and, how would and, you and know? And only he would know that his head clown had panicked. <laughs> but clearly, the rest of the audience knew because they were thinking, what's the matter with a head clown? Yeah. Just goes to show you never know what's going on and inside. Crazy, no. isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. But we'd rather have it than not have it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anything else you'd like to say, guys? Because we're done. We're done for time. And I'm, I'm well, loving the cookies, oh, by just, it's No, it's just to be here. Lovely, great to see you, man. It's I wish thing. you very well with your health. Thank you, Chris. Um, currently, um, treatment... Stable. Uh, stable. Yeah, which is good. Stable's good. Very happy. Right. And um, looking forward very much to Christmas and just pottering around, really, yeah. and enjoying life with my mate. All right, from Harry Potter to pottering around. I love That's it. Perfect. And yeah. a few bikes and dodgy deals in between. Yep. Side uh, King and Dave Myers, the Harry Bikers, ultimate comfort food out now. The Christmas show is on the way and the brand new series kicks off early 2024. Spring 2024. BBC Two. All right. Great to see you guys. Thanks, Chris. Nice to see you, Chris. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and at them. Come on. Things to do. Don't cheer. You'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio.